so much happened in 30 minutes. I can't process it. Yeah. I feel like that was both the quickest 30 minutes of my life and the longest 30 minutes of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Letters and then the reunion and then Izzy. I mean, th- those are the three big things. Oh, and then the end. <laughs> I completely agree with you because that both felt like a full length feature film to me and like whiplash. And there's no yeah. in between. <laughs> there's no in between. Like, yeah, I know it was 30 minutes. It didn't feel like 30 minutes. It felt like an hour. But then everything. Mm-hmm. And it, it, but it felt like an hour because everything that happened was jam packed in the 30 minutes. So right. <laughs> there's just a lot to pull apart. So to the tune of us talking about the episode overall, I want to ask you your opinions on the episode overall, Caitlin. You started to go there. I want you to continue down that road now. Tell me about it. <laughs> I loved it. I really did. Uh, I think it was a lot jam-packed into 30 minutes, but I feel like it worked for me. And um, I mean, obviously I'm on the side of they needed more episodes this season, but I still think that like, again, given what they were given, they did a really good job laying it all out and like to be able to watch that and for it to end and be like wow that all just happened like ed being a fisherman in the beginning feels like years ago compared to things that happen in the middle of the episode so it was i don't know i feel like it worked i feel like it was a satisfying ending but it still left things open for a third season I'm just glad that it ended on a happy note after everything that we went through last season. I, th- I think I needed that. I think everyone needed that. Um, so I'm I'm honestly like overall like happy with it. Everything, you know, narratively made sense to me. Everything f- like flowed well for me. I am satisfied. How about you? I think that my opinions on this episode are going to be some of the compl- most complex almost convoluted opinions that I have had about anything recently. <laughs> All right. All right. I think I think the way I feel about this episode, it's going to be eternally fluid. I think the way I feel about it today is different than I how than how I felt about it the day I saw it. And it's gonna be different than the way I feel about it in months from now when mm. I watch it again in years. I went through all the emotions after watching yeah. it on Friday. Like you saw me. Yeah. I was like I was like acceptance, confusion, excitement, contentment, discontentment, um, mourning, I crying, screaming, laughing. I I'm still kind of revolving between them all, but there was a yeah. point where I was just laying on the floor listening to Phoebe Bridgers and yeah. just staring up. And I don't think I, I went someplace else for yeah, that. You were gone. You're However gone. long the song was, I was elsewhere. I was in the album cover for Punisher. Um, <laughs> that's where I was. I don't like I've thought about this a lot and I've tried not to read I also have tried not to read any like I have not read any fan discourse about it. Like I've not read any reviews, yeah. anything like that. Yep. Yep. I don't want to be influenced by anybody but my own like inward gut feeling when I talk about this so yeah that's kind of where I'm coming from but I felt I I felt like I got a lot of whiplash from the pacing of this episode mm, um okay. like like I just said when I like slice apart the episode like a cake there are a lot of individual little things that I like that we're going to talk about that I'm really excited to talk about because they just hit me in such a warm and 
comforting way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also feel like I wasn't given adequate time to feel the full weight of other things, especially in the last like 10 minutes or so of the episode, namely Izzy's death and like Lucius and Pete's wedding, as well as the end scene, like that last 10 minutes, like the first cup, the first 20, I was like, you've got me. And then the last 10, I think I got taken out a little bit by that. And I think it kind of showed in like the writing and some of the, you know, the really quick loose ends that were being tied up. And I know, I think you can make the argument that it is like kind of the inherent irony of piracy that you could just die randomly for no reason out of the blue or get married or perform a treacherous scheme. And there doesn't need to be a lot of setup to tell the story because I know that's something I get caught on a lot as a writer and that's where I'll get boxed in is with setup and with saying, mm-hmm. okay, here are all the leading events that we need to show for the climax to strike the audience the way it's supposed to. But even with this in mind, I think it does show – this is where I am right now. <laughs> I think it shows how limited the creatives were by the studio, and I don't think yeah. I truly understood that until the season concluded. Like, until this point, I knew they had a limited budget to work with and fewer episodes and less time. And I don't want to like compare it outright to indie film production because there are still a lot more resources there, but there are similarities in that you're really working with what you have. And that's something that I find myself having to take into consideration when setting this down beside season one. Yeah. And like, I think it, you know, I'm like, see, like, as I'm talking, like, my opinions are evolving. Like, I do think it holds to the extent that you can tell that love and care went into curating the story just by listening to its writers. And it's costume designer and it's supervi- it's music supervisors. I don't know. I also just think there was something missing from this season that the last season had. And a lot of that has to do with the studio's influence. And that's kind of where I am right now, you know? No, but that makes sense because, like, I think if we had two more episodes, we would have had way more time with everything that happened in the last 10 minutes. Like, I think that Izzy's whole scene would have been longer and we would have had maybe like a more drawn out wedding between uh, Pete and Lucius. We would have had more time with our crew members as a whole if they had given more time. Like a lot of I think that was another through line this season is that like you're realizing, oh, we haven't seen like. Olawande and Jim a lot or we have it buttons is a bird now and he's just gone <laughs> or like yeah <laughs> or like the Swede was you know like gone by episode one or two and then he I mean he comes back but he, you know he's not with the crew and it's just like it's it's too bad that that was a thing that the studios like cost them to acknowledge the fact that they did cut them episodes and time and budget it's just it's really sad to be like oh we could have had this drawn out we could have yeah had this more fleshed out a bit so yeah I, I agree with you I feel like to go through the experience of maybe coming away from this season with disappointment and have it be for something that is so special to me and like a piece of art that I really love and care about It's Mm -hmm. been a really reflective experience because I feel like I'm giving grace to creators that I haven't done with other – that's something I haven't done with other shows um, Mm -hmm. when I've been critical of them. But I'm also – like it's easier for me to pinpoint where things are potentially falling apart than it was with other shows where I was just like, just do something different, you know? Now it's easy for me to say, okay, it seems like – there wasn't as much purse power. This was the contract they were given to work with. Da, 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 da. Like, it's just you see so the much more, side of it more nuanced. Now. Yeah, and it's and it's awful. You know, like it's terrible yeah. that this is like what we're like what 
kind of the world that artists are operating in within the entertainment industry. Um, but I also think this is a good lesson in like, you know, doing what you can with the resources you have because there is a lot of stuff that still works really well in this finale. And that's stuff we are going to talk about now. Whee! So without further ado, <laughs> Caitlin, tell yeah. me about tell me about the thing that keeps you up at night when it comes to this uh, finale. Tell me about it. Oh, uh, the letters. <laughs> the letters, the letters, the letters. I just think I have tears in my eyes just thinking about it. I can't I can't this fucking broke me. This is where I started to lose it. I uh this it's gonna like it's like ending my life, but also it's gonna what it's gonna keep me going <laughs> for <laughs> the rest like I I genuinely cannot believe that Ed found one of Steed's letters and he read it and it was the most poetic shit you could ever imagine. And just in case in case anybody needs a reminder for what was said, if this isn't already etched into your brain, um, the letter says, Dear Ed, I long for you. Every day we spend apart feels like an eternity. I know you don't want to hear from me, but I write these letters daily, hoping one will reach you. Hope that's okay. And I know we're not through. I can feel it in my soul. A love like ours can't disappear in an instant. We're joined to one another, intertwined. We wrote our names on each other in permanent ink. If that's not love, I don't know what is. I just, I just, I, oh, when we were watching it, I, Evelyn, you know this because we were together watching this, but yes. I, I didn't even, I didn't even hear the letter. I didn't even hear what was being said because I was yelling too much. Ed fishing out his Blackbeard getup to do what Pop Pop said and go and do the thing that he was good at. And then he, he dons this version of him that he keeps desperately trying to get rid of because he feels like he's unlovable as Blackbeard. And he immediately comes out of the water and finds evidence that he's been loved all along by Steed while they were apart and proof that he is lovable mm-hmm. and crying over the words that Steed wrote to him. And the voiceovers... Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like that—that's what makes me cry. Is when, like, it starts with Steed, and then you hear Ed reading it, and it cuts back to Steed, and then Ed, and then their voices are overlapped, and they are in perfect sync with each other as they say, "We wrote our names on each other in permanent ink." Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> You're crazy for that. <laughs> what the actual heck? Another incredible part of this scene that I love so much is the music. And as always, I'm going to reference a Tumblr post because people continue to amaze me over there and put things into words that I never could. So this post is from Tumblr user Amuse of Fire, and they identify each theme that's played throughout the letter reading scene. Right. Um, it begins with the song uh, Air of the G-String, which uh, in the post they say is used as an unrequited love theme where love is real and there, but there's an uncertainty about whether it's reciprocated. And then there's a really brief note of the Kraken motif, which plays when we see Ed stab the British soldier, and then it leads straight in to Nasia number five, baby! It's back. It's back. We haven't seen it in like two episodes and she's back. And this time it's played with a full orchestra and it's in a more triumphant key than we've ever heard it. And they're finally in tune with each other and I'm normal about it. Uh, 
Okay, moving on. <laughs> and then, and then, Nasia number five goes into Blackbeard's theme because he has work to do. And the person who made this post on Tumblr goes to say that this is the first time in the show that all three of Ed's themes are interweaving together and mm-hmm. overlapping and part of a whole. They are no longer disparate parts of him. He is them, and they are all him. And I think that wow. is so cool. Wow. Oh, that's intense. That was my favorite part of the entire episode. It was a lot. <laughs> it's such a great scene, too, because you get you, it's like their unifying moment. Like, they're apart, but you get to mm-hmm. hear them read it together. I, I think that the whimsy that's embodied in this scene through the writing is also really wonderful. <laughs> that, like, you yeah. know, of all of the random bottles in the ocean that wash up on random beaches, the fact that Ed would find the one that has a letter in it to Steed is so Mm, yeah like wonderful and romantic and just lovely what else i like about this scene is it not closely parallels but has a similar has a similar structure to the conclusion of one of my favorite films uh when harry met sally uh directed (gasps) by rob reiner um and written by Nora efron where at the very end of the film Harry is um, out at night on New Year's by himself and he stops Mm -hmm. and he turns because he realizes that Sally is the person he wants to be with. And Mm -hmm. uh, as he turns to to walk away, as he turns and he has this revelation, similar to the revelation Ed is having in this scene, you hear Frank Sinatra's It Had to Be You come in Ah. and he starts running and it's such a great scene because again, it's like the use of music to to provoke that revelation, that change, like that that completion of the character's arc is so stunning. Yeah. Uh, So I loved that. Like that was the first thing I thought of when I saw that scene was was Harry running to Sally and I was like, yes, go go to him. Go to him. Go to him. <laughs> I, I just love that it's a full orchestra version of Nasty and Number 5 mm-hmm. instead of the soft little piano version that we've always had. Like, it's just, it's it's fuller. It's warmer. It's, ah, they're on the same playing field. I can't. I. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good scene. It's a good, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Speaking of music, that took me out. The, I'm sorry. The second that Nina Simone started playing again, gone. I was gone. I was done. I'm talking about the beach reunion. We got our beach reunion, baby. And I'm never going to recover from it. <laughs> we said they were running to each other when we watched the teaser trailer for it. This was simply too much. It was too much. The cuts in that scene were glorious. Like, yeah so yeah. well thought out this was like the piece that i i if they had were tying up loose ends with a bow the bow was perfect it's going on a present that i'll be giving to my mother at christmas time <laughs> like there's just i mean that final bit where they meet each other yeah and how it parallels the dream sequence from the beginning oh my goodness oh my goodness Oh, they're crazy for that crazy for that crazy david for that. david <laughs> david that's crazy crazy i uh I, I i just love that steed 
got his dream sequence fulfilled and it's even softer and lovelier than he ever could imagine they kiss on the beach and i i just love how the whole like sorry i was such a dick you're not a dick life's a dick it's like the rom-com equivalent of saying like hey it's okay life's been really hard and we've gone through through so much but i forgive you and i love you anyway and it's it's beautiful um, to quote yet another Tumblr post, <laughs> because this is where I live, from Tumblr user Ed's Back Tattoo, uh, they have a great post that talks about how it's about being a dick and still being loved, and how they've both left each other, and they still come back, and they make mistakes, and they fuck up along the way, but they still love each other the entire way, and how they finally found their home within each other. And it makes me crazy! It makes me so crazy! And then they kiss again! They, and it's just, it's so tender the way Ed just like gently reaches out to cup Steed's neck and face and just bring him in for another kiss. And Steed turns into him. And Ed is constantly in the scene. He is constantly leaning in towards Steed. And then, oh man, oh jeez. Okay, we get an I love you. We get I love you. We get, he says, I love you. I love you. And Steed says, I know. I know that. Because he knows. He knows he loves him. And what what has Steed ever been so sure and confident about anything in his life? What does Steed know? That, <laughs> what does Steed know? <laughs> Not a lot. <laughs> but he knows that Ed loves him. And Ed is loved. And I uh, it's it's so beautiful. Something else I like that this sequence does, uh, you know, the comparison between the dream that Steed had and the reality is not only does it show us that Steed is getting his dream, but also that yeah. it's still grounded in reality. Like the person that Steed is when he meets Ed on the beach in this finale scene, like is different, is changed, yeah. has has changed through the season and is the, probably the closest he'll ever come to the depiction of him in the dream sequence, which is like this dashing bearded man with like a sash, you know? So <laughs> like a stereotypical think, pirate look. Yeah, I think for him to be, you know, to have to be to be back in the blue for mm. this scene and to oh, have like an gosh. earring and to have some really slight changes to his character from the beginning of the season is really, really interesting. But, like, there's other things, too, like the colors being a little faded in reality because nothing is as, you know, uh, surreal as the sunsets in your dreams where you're running to your lover. And, like, <laughs> in order to get through all of that, they have to run for to each They run to each Oh, I'm just thinking about – it's all hitting me. I'm just thinking about, <laughs> like, the parallels between Steed thinking that in order to get Ed back, he has to kill the thing between them, which is Izzy – and and yeah. like comparing that to the fact that it's like in reality that doesn't happen until after the f oh my god wow yeah it's a lot <laughs> i wish i could i wish i could process all of this in a coherent way but literally there's just like mater from cars revolving in a circle <laughs> in my head like i can't think of anything i'm like mm. <laughs> welcome back to radiator springs <laughs> Okay, well, also, well, also, like, how in Steed's dream, it was, like, the more masculine version of himself. How he felt like, oh, yeah. in order to be accepted and loved, he has to have, like, this Who he beard. Has to he be. has to be pirate. And, yeah. like, in reality, 
It's so soft. The way they hold each other <laughs> is so lovely and so soft and tender. And I don't think Steve would ever dream that because I think when he was dreaming it, he he didn't know that his softness is why he is loved so much. It comes back mm. to the whole idea of the thing that they both don't like about themselves the most is what the other loves them and admires them for. And it's just good stuff. Welcome to the Con O'Neill Corner, where we Woo! talk about Con O'Neill for an abnormal amount of time. Uh, didn't know it was going to come to this one, did we? <laughs> the Con O'Neill Corner has a sad blanket around it today. So, <laughs> we, uh, we, we lost someone. Yeah, we, we did do someone. that. This season, uh, and it turns out it's Con O'Neill. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, oh, um, oh man! <laughs> tell me how you feel about Izzy Han's uh, death. Well, firstly, I feel a little perplexed because you and I went on a little walk before we, <laughs> we did go the show. <laughs> we did go on a walk, yeah. And we started talking like, oh, well, like, what do we think is going to happen? And then yeah. I don't know where it started, but we were like, what if Izzy died? And we had this whole long conversation about, like, oh, like, maybe, but I don't know. Would the show do that? Is it that kind of show? Hmm, who knows? I remember not being super committed to it, and you're like, nah, I think it's going to happen. I think it's totally going to happen. And then, like, as the show, as, like, the episode went on, I was just like, oh, no, we're focusing a lot on Izzy this episode. <laughs> we're doing a lot, like, his whole, like, scene with Ricky. It was, like, I was looking at it, I'm like, mm, this feels poignant, this feels like a lot, and then he fucking died. Yeah. Um, I was a little shocked that they actually killed him, however, I, I think it made sense. I think it, like, narratively, it made sense. I feel like to watch Izzy, who is kind of like this, like, personification of piracy, to see him in season one be this guy who is it's just capital p pirate like he is if you think of pirate you're thinking is he hands and like to see him go on the journey of like being just constantly perplexed and annoyed with steed and his crew and to think that like no this isn't what piracy is about this isn't it like it's about being tough and killing people and you can't be soft, and then for him to want Blackbeard over all of that, and then to learn this season that it's about belonging to something and finding that he can have a family, that he can have belonging here, and to see him go on that journey of self-discovery in a way, to like become this and just incredible character. I mean, I, I think he was an incredible character from the beginning. Like he was always so intriguing, but like to see him grow this season in you know be the unicorn and learn to love the crew and see that the crew loves him and to see the impact that steed has on piracy and ha has on ed and to come to terms with all of that and then to apologize to ed and be like i needed blackbeard and you need to be ed and for him to echo the whole like there he is line I don't know. It just it came full circle to me, and I felt like that was a good ending to Izzy Hands. I don't think it's a so so. This is I think a, a point of contention for a lot of people. This death of this character, I don't think it's a bad thing that this has caused so much discord because actually I think 
and I don't say this to be like, well, to play devil's advocate, but like, I think <laughs> it's actually really good because art affects all people very differently and that's one of its purposes, you know? So mm-hmm. to to look at this and be moved, I guess, to sadness or to anger or what have you, I think is is really healthy. I think it gets unhealthy when you like get lost in fandom discord and I hope yeah. that that's why I would hope people can ground themselves in the reality of the world we live in right now where the desire to be included and to be seen and to be heard and to be able to exist without fear of persecution exists outside of fandom and outside of the internet right now in some mm-hmm. very scary, real, horrible ways. Um, so I, I think that's kind of where I've landed because I don't have strong opinions on it. I do think, I think that Izzy's death works really well on paper. I think an execution is, again, where I get lost because of just the pacing of the episode, frankly. Like, oh, yeah. when, I, when I'm when i watching the scene, I'm like, yeah, okay. I think it does make narrative sense for, it, it just based on the arc that they've set up for him all season. Like, if you told me, honestly, an epi- when I was watching episode one of the series, I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. It was good knowing that guy. Um <laughs> But as, you know, and as the series went on, I kind of, I was like, okay, this is a very Izzy-centric season for a lot of reasons, and I think that that, there's something to that that's going to pay off or devastate people, depending on how you look at it, and the season's conclusion. So I feel like I saw it coming, so it wasn't shocking for me. There's that. But then also, I think in terms of pacing, it was just like, I think I, again, I think I needed more time to, like, process that yeah. this is what was happening, you know? Because it felt like maybe given Ed and Izzy's exchange at the very conclusion of the episode, there was more time for their characters to interact this season beyond kind of what happened in the first three episodes. And I just felt like, mm-hmm. again, I feel like I feel like to tell a story that concludes with Izzy's death, I think it needed to be a longer story. Yeah. I also don't, I don't think there's a world, and this is something that, David has had to say on Twitter, poor David, leave David alone. (laughs) Poor David. (laughs) Uh, But, like, I don't think there's a world where Izzy's character isn't part of the show, and I could totally see them pulling his character back into the narrative in, like, I don't know, for flashbacks or something else in the final season, because that's just what... Buttons is a witch. He uses witch powers. (laughs) Yeah, Buttons is a witch. You 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 really just got to let anything happen on this show is what I'm learning. I'm going to miss him. Yeah, I'm going to miss him too. (laughs) I I mean, I'm not going to miss him that much because, again, it's like people don't just die on this show. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know. (laughs) Even when they die, they don't die. So I'm kind of like looking at it like, oh, yeah, I'll probably be back. Uh, (laughs) That's kind of the way it works. And if not, (laughs) all I can think about. All I could think about the entire time was just like, can we just get another piece of the unicorn to like patch him up with? Like, he'll be fine. It'll <laughs> oh. just become the entire unicorn at this point. It'll be like, it'll, be, it'll be the remainder of the unicorn in Izzy's head. Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 Yeah. I can't say that he won't come back because literally anything can happen. And yeah. Buttons is a bird now and he landed on Izzy's grave. So do with that what you will. Um, there isn't a world where Izzy Hands isn't involved, according to David. So I, I, at this point, I'm like, this was sad, made sense to me, but also if he just showed up, 
unannounced in the first episode of season three, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> makes the, complete sense. The bar, the bar for continuity is on the floor. Yeah, and I love it. <laughs> we, I think we should wrap up with the ending. Tell me a little bit about how you felt about this ending. <sighs> I I think I'm just so overjoyed with not having a devastating cliffhanger again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like, woohoo! Yay! And I love that they are innkeepers. And what I love about it is that they're on, for the first time, they are on the same playing field. They're not, you know, Ed becoming a, like, really, really well-known pirate and being at the end of his career to steed being at the start of his pirate career they're now like they're coming into this at the same level and i'm really excited for that because i think there's so much growth to be had like this the story isn't done Mm -hmm. they have a whole they have ideas for season three to be their third and final season and (laughs) that is going to be the worst run in that I've ever seen in my life and I want to see that happen I want to see them like build their relationship together because that's what they're doing they are fixing up this house and their relationship and you know back in episode four of this season Mary Reed said to them like the you know the whole idea of like you're living the same life day to day and you're trying to keep your relationship interesting and the things that you do to keep that going and I think that would come back. I think that would come back in season three as a as a running theme. And, um, uh, you know, and stepping away from the Ed and Steed side of it, there's the whole idea with Zhang being like, let's hunt down the guy that killed Izzy and kill him. So I think they're going to be doing that. Piracy isn't over completely yet. So I, I would like to see where that goes. So I do like there were that there were things that were left open, but the conclusion of Ed and Steed together as innkeepers ready to start building their relationship I think is so satisfying to me as someone who just needed that happy soft ending I I, I really I really enjoyed it yeah yeah I think that the love that the creators had for their characters comes through in the conclusion of the season because of the uncertainty surrounding renewal um Mm -hmm. and that's really the driving force for me and like finding the ending satisfying is that there is no certainty that this show will get picked up again and i think it was a really thoughtful thing to not let those characters spend this finale apart as well like I think that they can kind of be happy and that even if this show ends and it doesn't get renewed for a third season, um, we can all find contentment in the fact that these two are running an inn by the sea and like that that thread could could potentially be picked up again um, with renewal or by another network or, you Mm. know, any fan fiction writer or any artist, any person. um, And like let their imagination run wild is so compelling that David essentially offered a fan fiction prompt to the fans with this final scene um, instead of leaving them in angst. And then also weaving in these opportunities that, you know, make potential infinite for the show that like they could go after the British now that they could avenge Izzy. I think that that is 
I think it's a really well-rounded way to end to end this series to end this season and then potentially the series if it came down to it worst case scenario so yeah I agree with you um I also love that this fandom knows it's characters well enough that the moment we hear about Jeff's in by the sea in uh episode three we're like oh that's gonna that he wants he just wants to own it in by a sea and then he does and then that's what's happening by the end of the season is so I mean it's so it's it's wonderful like I I I think that's great uh, I yeah, I, I couldn't believe that that was happening because, like, I think I even said in the podcast, I'm like, I just want them to be together and be in Keepers by the Sea. And then the, the, the fact that we got that this episode, I was like, oh, shit, okay, let's go. And, like, one of my first thoughts was, well, I cannot wait to read all of the fan fiction about this. It's going to be yeah. so good. In fact, I found one already. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> can't wait to read it tonight. Can't wait to read <laughs> it tonight. Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so excited. Uh, get me through this wait to see if we're renewed or not but good uh, ending great ending yeah there's nothing i could say to add to this because i really do think like it speaks for itself i think they did a really good job of closing the book on the show but leaving a couple bookmarks in for renewal yeah so now let's turn to talk a little bit of about the season as a whole um Yay. so caitlin how did this season treat you ah <sighs> well <laughs> <laughs> I uh I love this show. I think it was it was different to watch it live this time around, but it was fun um to be a like like in the my little fandom space that I've curated for myself online and yeah. like just like you know, I would wake up early so I could watch it with another friend um in a different time zone and we could like talk together about it and then I go on Tumblr and I see what other people had to say it was just it was a really fun experience overall especially since like this show makes me so insane so <laughs> it was really fun to do that um every week of October so that was cool I can't say how many times like you know I wanted them to have more time and have it not go so quick but I continue to stand by the fact that given what they had I felt like it was a really great season and I'm really excited to um watch all of it as a whole like I have a lot of things coming up in my life but I'm have like a day dedicated to where I'm like this is the day once everything is done I can just stay home and watch all of our flag means death and just see how it all feels together um Mm. put together not have a week in between each set of episodes and um I say I really really enjoyed the season too because there's not an episode where I go, eh, that was kind of mid. Like, I liked every episode. Some way more than others, but, like, I don't know. I I felt that it, it worked really well, and it was so much fun. And I, I think what else I really love about this show is that it's an original idea, and the people on this show are so creative and so passionate about it, and it shows where it, it, it doesn't feel like, you know remake number 84 that is coming out by streaming service so it's just I hold this show up on a pedestal for that reason because it is so creative and it is so loved by its uh first and foremost its creators um and writers and costume designers and actors who I cannot wait for them to be able to share the things that they've made um so yeah overall I had a grand old time this season. What about you? Yeah, I think I liked it too. <laughs> I, 
I, I think I liked it. I, I feel like I like the idea of like going back and watching the entire series as a whole. I yeah. think that that would be so cool to kind of just be able to take a step back and look at the whole big picture. But I also, I also think that much like with my opinions on the final episode, my opinion on this season specifically will probably be eternally fluid. Like, oh, yeah. I think there's always going to be things that I'm pulling out of it that I'm like, I loved that. Or things that I'll be reflecting on and being like, oh, I wish that this had gone differently. Mm-hmm. And that's such an interesting exercise for me, given that I had like so like no criticism about the first season at all um and I think there are a lot of like differences between this season and the previous season contextually just because of the studios and also like having this giant fan base now dedicated full-time to dissecting every moment of the series that Mm -hmm. wasn't there when the show first aired last year I think that's all I mean it's kind of a recipe for disaster but also (laughs) incredible opportunities to build community and you know make friends and bond over cool art so Mm -hmm. like something that I've been doing a lot since the season ended is just kind of like pulling apart my relationship with the show over the last year or so and just kind of thinking Mm -hmm. like yeah like this is really what it takes to create art yeah this is how serious it can be so I, I like that this show through these two seasons has given me an outlet to think about that more. Yeah. So I, I really love, I love, I love this season overall. Like mm-hmm. I do. I think it's awesome. I think that there are things that I'll, I think I'm always going to be writing like medium essays in my head about, but <laughs> I really did like it overall. Yeah. Yay. Did you have a favorite episode? I really liked episode four um yeah fun and games I think I mentioned this when we first talked about it but I I just loved it I loved I loved I loved it (laughs) it's to me that episode embodies everything that I love about the show the whimsy the toxic Mm -hmm. gay rep um the cool costumes the unique fun characters like everything everything that happened that episode is I think the closest for me to what like when I think about this show that's like that's the episode I think about you know um so that one for me will be a standout forever and I'll probably be watching it as like a comfort episode for the rest of my my days um how about you uh well going along with that my favorite episode is episode five the curse of the seafaring life because it was such a it was such a good crew episode um it was it, it was like a slice of life episode too to see um, Steed kind of learn more about being a pirate and then you see Ed kind of go on continue his self-healing journey um, and then of course I get my root kiss so like I will forever be insane about that that is my home I live there now um, <laughs> and I like that episode made me the most insane I think like I again I think I talked about it here but I went to work that day after watching the episode and I was so fucking useless <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, don't, I just remember being like I have so much to do but I'm not doing anything I can't do I'm it I'm just thinking about them under the moon getting the you wear fine things parallel kiss it was 
it, it, that scene is everything to me. <laughs> everything to me. Um, so that will, I think, forever be my favorite episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, that, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Without a doubt, my favorite episode. Thank you to those of you who have tuned in to our weekly reviews of Our Flag Means Death Season 2. Um, we hope you'll stick around for all of our future escapades talking about things that we are not normal about. Yeah! Thank you so much for listening! Don't forget to like and review and subscribe and all of the above. And please uh, leave us a rating on Spotify Yay. and Apple Podcasts if you like what you heard. Alright! Bye! Bye!